Jesus, you can be seated tonight, and we are going to get into the Word. We need some time for prayer, we need some time for fasting, and we need some time in the Word to understand about prayer and fasting as we're getting into that this weekend. Now, here at COP, we always start each new year with a great time of prayer and fasting. And this weekend, we're inviting all of you guys to join in our prayer and fasting weekend. Some people are starting today. Some people have finished already. Some people are starting tomorrow. Whatever part of the journey you're in, thank you so much, COP, for being here tonight. Now, let's take a look at some things when it comes to prayer and when it comes to fasting. Because we always base things from the word of God, not from opinions, not from things that people say. We only get things from the word of God. So we know that fasting is something that Jesus expects us to do. How do we know that? Because in Matthew 6, 18, it says, when you fast. It doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast. The Bible teaches us that certain things happen in our life when we fast. That there are things that come into the life of a person who takes and makes prayer and fasting a part of their normal life. Blessings come, healing comes, and we're going to talk more about what we receive in a few minutes. But sometimes people have the wrong attitude, the wrong thought, or the wrong perception of what prayer and fasting is, and they don't take a look at it as the amazing experience that it really is. It's important as we get into our fast to remember the purpose behind it, and that we stick to what the Bible says about fasting and prayer. So let's start with the basics. When do we fast? If you can please put up Matthew 9, 14 to 15. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said, to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Now, in Matthew 9, verse 14 to 15, who told the disciples when it was the time to fast? Was it other people or was it Jesus? Jesus. We know when we should fast, when Jesus tells us to fast, when God puts it in our heart. If you can also put Matthew 6 verse 17 on the screen. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. A little bit more? No? Okay. Now, the first part of this asks in Matthew 6:17, is it a question of if you fast or when you fast? Does it say if you fast, wash your face? Or does it say when you fast? When. So in other words, it's not a thing if you should fast. All of you should fast. It's a matter of 
when do you fast? When do you take time in your day, week, month, year that Jesus is speaking to you? When do you fast? Now let's read a few verses and see when we should fast. And let's take a look and see what the Bible says. If we can please put up Psalms 35 verse 13. And now remember, we're looking for our reason, or our, sorry, our time when. But I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head bowed on my chest. So when is a time that we pray? When? Some people know the answer. Can we put the beginning of the verse again? When they were sick. So when people are sick, we take time to fast, to pray. Daniel 6.18 says, then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. So, when else do we fast? When else do we fast? Let's put the verse from the beginning again. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and he slept, and slept fled from him. We also fast when we are in need, when things are going on in our life, when we're having conflict, when we're having issues, when we need things resolved, and we don't know how to resolve them on our own. We take time to fast. 1 Samuel 7, verse 6, So they gathered at Mitzvah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. So when else do we fast? When we've sinned, when we're repenting. Not just when we've done the act, but when we're asking God for forgiveness from our sins. That's why we take the time to work on our forgiven and free, on our bondage from sin, because this is a great time to get free. When we're fasting, we see freedom from our sin. Esther 4, verse 16. Gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king. Though it's against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So when else do we fast? When we need divine intervention. Here, Queen Esther was at a point that she and all of her people could lose their lives. They needed help. They needed God. Because if it was going to be according to the will of man, they would all have died. There's times in our lives we don't know how, but we need God's help to get through a situation. If it's just by the will of people or if it's just by how this world operates, we could be destroyed. When we need divine intervention, when only God can get us through a situation, when only God can help us out, that is a time when we fast. Now, we see that there are different 
times that we need to fast. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. And there's different reasons for fasting. Now that we see that fasting is all something we should be doing, what does the Bible say about how to fast? So we see when, we see that we will, not if, but when. Now how? What do people usually abstain from when they're fasting? This is not a trick question. Food. Most people, when they are fasting, don't eat. Now, what about people who say they're fasting their cell phone? Or they're fasting ice cream for a week or for a month? Is that a biblical fast? No. That's just what some people here in this world made up and thought was a good idea. But that is not a biblical fast. Based on the following verses, let's take a look and understand what are the three types of fasting. In Ezra 10, verse 6, let's put it up. Then Ezra withdrew before the house of God and went to the chamber of Jehoanan, the son of Elishib, where he spent the night, neither eating bread nor drinking water, for he was mourning over the faithfulness of the exiles. If we can put our next verse up, Esther 4, verse 16. Gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. What kind of a fast are we seeing? Absolute fast. This is fasting, no food and no water. Now that is called an absolute fast. Now, please, please note, this is a special fast and special guidance is needed for this fast because the human body cannot survive three days without food and water, more than that, without divine intervention. So please, please, please take note this is a special fast. This has to come from God telling you, you need to fast this way. The second type of fast, let's take a look at Matthew 4, verse 2. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I would be hungry too. In Luke 4, verse 2. For 40 days, being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days and when they were ended he was hungry what kind of a fast are we talking about here it only says that he didn't eat anything so what kind of a fast are we talking about just water no food now this is our normal fast now note jesus didn't eat when he became hungry like some people i know he didn't just go, oh, I'm so hungry. I'll have, I'll have a few crackers just to satisfy myself, and, and then I'll continue. It says he didn't consume food for 40 days. Now, some people, I know, no one in this room fasts with snacks along the way when they're hungry, right? No one here does that. That's not the biblical form of fasting. That's just called dieting. That's just restricting calories. Here, when you are on a water fast, 
That is, you are taking time just drinking water and praying and seeking God for something that you need in your life. And the third kind of fast. Let's take a look at Daniel 10, verse 3. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. This is known as a partial fast. Now, this could be a juice fast, a bread fast. This doesn't mean that you just skip a meal. That's not what we're talking about here. We don't see in the Bible where people missed one meal and called it fasting. Here, Daniel and the men that were with him were proving a point that they were going to eat a certain way and be judged later on and compared to these other men who ate all the king's food and that they would be shown as honored before God because they would be very careful on what they consume. So this is a partial fast. So we have three kinds of fasts. We have no food and water and that's called? We have just water and that's? And we have removing certain delicacies, and that's called partial, all right? So now that we see we have different kinds of fasting, what are some tips that we have heard from pastor over the years about not hurting ourselves before we fast? You know, before entering a fast, you don't want to go to a buffet. And like the night before, go to Vikings and stuff yourself for two hours. That's going to just worsen your hunger to the point you're going to feel so sick the next day. We also have heard of people who cut back on the caffeine a few days before a fast so that they don't have those really bad migraines and headaches as they're starting their fast as well. There's different caffeine withdrawal levels that people have. So there's different things that you want to do. Don't stuff yourself. Careful on your caffeine. Now what about during a fast? Drink plenty of warm water and have lots of sugar-free gum or sugar-free little no-calorie candies with you. Why? Your breath is going to need it. Ketosis gives you bad breath. You're going to have funky smelling breath as you get into your fast. Keep some sugar-free gum with you. Everyone around you will appreciate it especially if you're going to go into a meeting. All right? Drink lots of water, keep some sugar-free gum with you, and they will be very happy. But what else do you do in this time? This is a time that you spend in self-examination. Checking yourself. Checking your life. Checking what you need to remove. Taking a look at if there's sin. Taking a look at your prayer life your devotional life, taking extra time to talk to God at this time, asking him questions, being open to hear his answer. This isn't a time that during your fast you focus more on posting on Instagram or going on shoppy. Oh, I'm not eating, so I'll take my lunch break and go on Lazada. That's not what this is about. You're supposed to take that time and focus that time on your relationship and your walk with God. Now, after the fast, what are some things you need to remember? 
Break your fast gradually. Light meals, fruit, crackers. Gradually increase the amount of food you eat so you don't get sick. It is not a good idea to break your fast with a massive steak covered in chili and hot sauce. That's going to hurt. It's not a good idea to do what a certain pastor did before and eat a huge chunk of wasabi and throw up all over the place because her stomach was not ready. Be nice to yourself as you are breaking a fast. Gentle. Couple scrambled eggs, some crackers, some fruit. Take it easy on your body so you don't get sick. Now that we know when we fast, how to fast, one of my favorite parts, the blessings of fasting. How many of you are looking forward to some awesome blessings that are going to come into your life during this fast? Would you raise your hand? That is what I love. I love getting to see what God does in my life or the life of people I know during a fast. Now, Matthew 6, verse 17 to 18, if you can please put that up. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. If we can also put Isaiah 58 verse 8 to 11 up. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness, and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your desire in scorched places, and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So let's take a look at some of these blessings and some of these thoughts. Who rewards us when we fast? God, our Heavenly Father, the source of everything wonderful in our life. He rewards us when we take our time to fast. Now, since God is the one who rewards us and blesses us when we fast, who should know when we are fasting? God. Should all of your friends know when we're fasting? No, it's not really their business. Should everyone in your office place know that you're fasting? No. Should you post it on Instagram? No. This is a private thing between you and God. 
It's not about looking holier than thou in front of other people. That's false humility. This is a spiritual moment that you are having with your Heavenly Father. This is one-on-one. Now, what are some of the instances when you need to tell people that you're fasting? And how should you handle it? You know, sometimes you might be in the middle of your fast and a bunch of your friends or coworkers might say, come on, let's all go out to eat. Let's go hang out. It's been a long time. Let's go out. I got a really great deal. I went on Metro Deal. There's this awesome deal for a restaurant that we all love. I got the vouchers. We're going to go. We're going tonight. What do you do? You don't announce in your group chat, I can't go, I'm fasting. That's where you go and you talk to the person who invited you and say, hey, you know what? I love you guys so much. I'd love to hang out with you, but I'm doing something right now. I'm fasting and I really can't go. I hope you understand. And another time later on, I'd love to be with you. But this is really important. You don't have to go announce it to everybody. Just talk to the person who's inviting you. Now you don't go act, I can't go because I'm fasting with the Lord. No, you don't act like that. Though I've seen people act like that. This is just, you know what? I'm doing something right now. I'm, I'm having a moment with God. I'm fasting. Sorry, I can't go today. How about next week? Just plain, short, simple, to the point, and then move on. Don't dwell on it. Now, in Isaiah 58, it states five of the blessings that God promises to bless us with, to bless his people with after they fast. Okay? After they fast. Some during. What are these five blessings? Isaiah 58. Number one, healing will quickly appear. Healing comes when we fast. For those of you that have sickness, that have disease in your body, this is an, a great blessing that comes from God. A second blessing that comes from God. God will guide us. Literally meaning he will go before you. He'll go before you in life and guide you where you should go. That is a fantastic blessing. For those of you who need guidance, I encourage you, take time to fast. You will be guided by God. Third blessing that comes from fasting is God's protection over our lives. Maybe you're going through a situation or a circumstance in life and you are in need of some divine protection. You don't know how you're going to get through the situation. Prayer and fasting helps with protection that you need in your life. A fourth blessing that comes from when we fast is God answers us. When we talk to him, when we inquire of him at this time, Isaiah 58 says, he will answer our requests. He will answer us. And number five, God will prosper us. He will satisfy all of our needs. So five blessings. Healing will quickly appear. God will guide us. He will protect us. He will answer us. And he will prosper us. 
So when we fast, we should be seen and heard only by God, not by people, not by friends, family, not by social media, not on Instagram stories or Facebook Live, tracking your fasting. But this is something between you and God. Real quick as we get ready to close. Receiving the blessings of fasting. In Matthew 6, verse 16, let's take a look. It says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. When we fast, look good. Take care of yourself. Put on your makeup, girls. Wash your face, guys. Don't try and look all gloomy, the Bible says. But make yourself look. What did Jesus say in Matthew 6.16 about those people who show themselves as people who are wanting to be noticed? In Matthew 6, it says that they have received all the harvest, all the blessing that they're going to receive. For the attention that they have brought on themselves, that's the only blessing they're going to receive. If they make it all about them, God's not going to reward them. That's the most blessing they're going to receive, is people are going to see. In Isaiah 58, verse 3 to 4, let's take a look at what that says. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all of your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. In Isaiah 58, there are people who don't live a holy life we see here in the middle of their fast. And what is the consequence of living a life that doesn't match your fasting moment? You will what? Not be heard on high. Here are people quarreling, raising their voice to one another, not being fair. What does God say? Okay, fine. You wanna act that way? You wanna live that way? Then fine. I will not hear your request. I will not hear and I will not answer your prayers. Now, what were the people in Isaiah 58 verse 4 doing that caused their voice not to be heard by God? They were quarreling. They were arguing with one another. With all of this, do you think if they're quarreling with each other, they're focused on God? No. They are in this moment focused on themselves. What have we just said our fasting needs to look like? It needs to look like quality time with God. Not with people, not with Shopee, not Lazada, not any of that stuff, not hanging out. This is more time to be focused with our Heavenly Father. And when you remove your time with the Heavenly Father and replace it with other things of this world, God says, then I will not hear you. I'm not going to entertain 
what you're saying, what you're talking about, what you're asking of me. You've received your reward. Okay, that's it. But here, what actions do we need to avoid to not lose the reward of fasting? We don't want to fight with other people. We don't want to make a public display of our fasting. Woe me, I'm fasting. I'm starving. I'm so holy, you lowly people. You don't want to do that. That's not taking time to focus on God. This isn't a time to make it all about you. This is a time to make it all about him. It's not a time to be selfish. It's a time to focus on God, to focus on his word, to focus on our life. Lord, here I am. Guide me. Help me. Protect me. Heal me. Lord, prosper me. Those are the benefits you're going to receive when you focus on time with the Lord. Real quick, what are those five benefits again as we close? Number one, your healing will quickly appear. Number two, God will go before you. Number three, God will protect you. Number four, God will answer you. And number five, God will prosper you. How many of you are wanting these five things to come into your life this weekend? Have your time with the Lord. It is so important. If we can all please stand up in all of our campuses tonight. Now, guys, God has promised. It's not something that might happen. It's a promise. It will happen. That he will reward us when we come and seek him and spend time with him and when we fast. When our desires and we set our desires on him. We set our personal desires aside and we give it all to him and lay it before him. We come and spend time with him. He promises he will bless us. Not he might bless us. He will bless us. So I so look forward to hearing of the wonderful blessings that will come into our lives after this prayer and fasting weekend. I'm just going to pray and then I'll be asking the campus pastors to please come. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for all of the wonderful things that are going to come as a result of our prayer and fasting this weekend. Lord, help us to remember that this is about you, not about us, not about who we are, not about our pride, but Lord, this is a time to come and hear from you. Lord, we ask, make yourself real at this time. Let us hear your voice. Let us experience you. Let us be guided by you. Lord, we look forward to hearing testimonies of healing appearing. We thank you for guidance, for protection, for provision, Lord God. Lord, we pray that we hear from you. Lord, let this time come and honor you, honor our relationship with you. We thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for who you are. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Campus Pastor.